0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die by the Sword podcast. Before we get in the episode, I wanted to give a shout out to Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their music over at MidnightSyndicate.com. Also, we'd like to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes for the wonderful ambient sounds you hear throughout our podcast. You can check them out at www.youtube.com slash Soundscapes. Check out our website at DieByTheSwordPodcast.com. You can get connected with the community by checking us out on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams all of them contact us at die by the sword podcast at gmail.com and don't forget to leave a review on whatever you listen to us on now join me with this week's episode
1: Okay, so uh, I got a message from a fan. Uh, Technically, this fan knew me, so he knew how to contact me, which was really cool. Uh, But he did have a question. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast, and one of the things that he asked me about was, what is that making the dice roll noise? And I had to send him a picture of my dice tower, which is kind of medieval. It you know, pretty tall and, it, you know, looks like a castle. So that is what makes
2: that noise. How tall is it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's about seven, maybe eight inches tall.
0: <laughs> oh. well, respectable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's very, very distinctive. We all know when John rolls.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Hear it from a mile away. that combined with metal dice
1: yes it's wood and metal dice and that's what you're hearing is metal clashing on wood
3: and no his dice tower is not have an independent mic it just is that loud (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, it's actually as far away from the mic as i can reach
3: (laughs) metal dice with that tower i'm like that's a (laughs) salt (laughs) man you so it's so so angry so angry sounding! Assault with a deadly dice. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, I've I've got the same dice tower that I've been used. I've been criticized from using from the old crew because uh, it rolls poorly, but I like it. I made it from an iPhone box and then wrapped it up with a uh, a torn up leather jacket. I just so it so it looks kind of fancy, but still homemade. Oh, cool mm-hmm. leather and uh, dice! I
0: like that. It's like yep. kind of dangerous, but cutting edge.
3: Yes. <laughs> as, as, as dangerous as an iPhone box can be. But that's where the leather comes in.
5: Right.
4: <laughs> it hides it. Yeah. Hides its nerdiness.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> I think it has its own motorcycle in the back. That <laughs>
3: it uh, bought in a midlife crisis. <laughs> Where's my motorcycle?
4: <laughs> See, I've, I've never bought a, like a a real dice tower that I used to have one that I used also as a GM screen because it had pieces that attached to it, but it was all cardboard and it looked like castle walls.
5: Mm-hmm. But
4: I tried to use it recently and my dice got stuck in it. So I think over the years it's just gotten warped. So
3: you said that it looked like castle walls and, and, and John's is medieval. Mm-hmm. Do they make dice towers that are like art deco or industrial modern you know are they all just medieval if they don't
0: we need to cut this out of the podcast because this is gonna be a great idea for us
1: (laughs) (laughs) i would die for an art deco dice tower to be
0: honest
3: (laughs) a frank lloyd wright kind of inspired that's not Art deco but you know what i mean architectural
4: i'd be curious how that would roll though
3: i would want an mc escher one so that i can uh Put you it never get it, your you dice know, back top. Yep. And then it just shoots up into the sky somehow.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> just keeps rolling forever. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, but no, I've seen some that are just, you know, very plain and sleek. So those, I, I guess are the more modern styles. And I've seen others that are circular. So your die rolls in a circle as opposed to bouncing. A circular die. You mean like those coin things
2: at
3: like museums? Kind love of love those.
2: I was going to say, I was thinking of the one with just the like the little bouncy ball came down with the little circle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> dice towers are neat. Yep, they, they are. Mean.
4: But as I believe I've mentioned before, I don't use a dice tower. I just have a wooden dice tray, which is what used to make the really loud you know, dice rolling sounds that Richard would cut in when he would edit.
3: So are you now jealous that you have the second
4: loudest?
2: That's what it sounds, that's what it sounds <laughs>
4: Maybe like. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I might, have, have, di- to, might have to Dice Tower Envy. Exactly.
3: Wait,
0: so how tall is your dice tower, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh,
3: well well, he's using his dice tray. And
2: uh, do you know what
3: the definition of chode
2: is? <laughs> <laughs> he starts throwing his dice like really aggressively against the wall. So it makes a really loud
5: sound. <laughs> But I'm just envious
4: of John's seven or eight inches. Dice Tower of Dice Tower.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but you got like a six-inch diameter, so you're cool. Yeah,
4: I've got the girth.
3: (laughs) You are all disgusting, disgusting, and you need Jesus. (laughs) So do we. I was going to
0: say we should have everybody send us pictures of their Dice Towers, but now I think the message <laughs> might get mixed.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> We're not using that as a euphemism.
1: <laughs> I want a t-shirt now. So how big is your Dice Tower? <laughs>
3: oh,
1: <laughs>
5: my
4: goodness.
3: Maybe next June we'll have that one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> or just do... Do you prefer length or girth? And have a dice <laughs> tower and a dice tray side by side.
5: <laughs> yeah, <That works. laughs> <laughs>
4: So anyway,
3: where were we last week? We, it, it was still the third of Desness
0: You were getting us in trouble with your mouth.
3: That's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, we're in the woods. Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah, you're confronted by a werewolf, and you decided to run your mouth and piss off the werewolf. And he brought his friends, yeah, like
2: like all hundred of them. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, That's not gonna work well.
3: They don't have they they don't, they don't have true sight, do they?
4: I don't know. Maybe there's a were dragon and the the bunch somewhere too. Ooh.
3: Can I change characters? <laughs> you're, well, you're about to because we're all going to die. <laughs> Hell.
4: So yeah, but I do believe last week we ended with. the uh, The wolf howling, and one after the other, more and more howls began to surround you until the sounds of a hundred wolves were all around Mm -hmm. you.
3: You said one hundred wolves.
4: One hundred wolves. I'm going to need a lot of silver.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need a lot of invisibility. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm out!
4: <laughs> Let me know how it works out guys. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> yeah, so so we might as well jump into this. Uh what do you do? <laughs>
3: um I don't know what to do. Yeah. I uh, apologize. No, guys. yeah. Do? Yeah. <laughs> do you really want me to continue with the decisions that I've been making? I mean, I've got shot up uh i uh, pissed off the the innkeeper and now i pissed off the leader of the wolf pack good point
1: I think we need teleportation right now <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Schobert is going to return to durston and ask him he, he's gonna tell him he's like you did not say you brought us onto sovereign territory
4: i i didn't know Ah, uh, uh, I, 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 don't know about you, but uh, I think we need to get get the hell out of here.
2: Yes, I, I would agree. Cabal is slowly backing away from this guy.
4: Don't step on a twig.
2: Right. Like, <laughs> did,
4: did you roll a dice, <laughs> bro? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was going to see if Duraston, as he was backing away, also stepped on something or fell into the fire pit.
3: So I mean, guys, what are we going to do? I mean, you you asked Duraston a question, but are we in the middle of what's going to be a war
4: right now? He was talking. He was talking last week that dealings with the Silverhide Pack do not sit well with the other tribes of the Wood they called that anyone who supports the silver hide as a betrayer
3: so these are the volan sags
4: that would be what you would surmise
3: yes we assume so what a terrible uh, name nope just kidding, Paizo. it's great sponsor us <laughs> excellent excellent so uh, yeah what, what what do you do i mean i can start talking do you really want that uh probably not I'm a cat. I really don't think I should talk to him.
0: Shobare is <laughs> <laughs> going to, you know, look at look at the he we he hasn't been named yet to us yet. He hasn't given us his name, right? Correct. Okay. Uh so Shobare's going to put his hands out to his sides like not like I'm not holding a weapon or anything like that and he's going to say, "We we did not mean to intrude on your sovereign territory. We, we were simply out with this gentleman this noble here he told us he could provide a place for us to stay if we we helped him then leave we would be more than happy to hold on <laughs> we, we we would be more than happy to 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 get out of here
3: um i have a question this is uh from last week what did i say i don't remember does anybody remember? You're talking about his mama. Yeah,
2: and- you were like, "I'm going to beat you, and, and then beat your mama." And he was like, "I don't think so."
0: Yeah, yeah. it got real ugly. Yeah. You you got real <laughs> drunk at the end of the episode. It was he awful. Got real personal, got
2: little, and he was offended.
0: <laughs> you talked about his mom's six teeth, and I was <laughs> appalled. <laughs> but honestly, I don't remember exactly
4: what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ultimately y'all have the choice to run away or fight
5: i'm
2: I'm (laughs) bye yeah i'm out
0: yeah chabert knows when he's outnumbered and yeah he doesn't like the situation he's he's ready to to back down
1: diego is not into this all cats and dogs thing
4: (laughs) he's gonna hate the shutterwood (laughs) all right so you turn tail and head on back to the lodge
2: 100
3: 100 oh, yeah. don't put it like that no no i'm <laughs> Carrie, the one's gonna fly off but you know on the way out saying
5: i don't want to wait for our lives to be over
1: <laughs> diego i don't know why will, i had that
3: song stuck in my head <laughs> yeah
1: diego will swish his tail as he's leaving
3: Ooh, <laughs> he's whip tailing at him mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right so you can uh you make your way out of this clearing in the shutterwood without the wolves following you as mentioned before uh, there were about 6 of duristan's hirelings with you well and, not anymore now uh, there's only two so, there were some lives lost
3: so what's what's the hr paperwork for that
4: <laughs> he's never dealt with hr in his life so he doesn't know
3: <laughs> he has people for that
4: yeah, exactly but uh so you're heading back to the lodge? Yeah.
3: Heading on home.
4: Very good. Alright, you uh make your way back to the lodge, uh, this time with uh Dorston, who has sponsored you to stay here. Basically free of charge now. And you make your way inside the gate. So you're finally on the grounds of Askenor Lodge. Bellick, who is the little halfling that you saw before. That was kind of rude to you. He, uh, he greets you at the gate once again with this grin that's very apologetic looking and he's holding a silver tray in front of, in front of him with these hand-carved wooden mugs and, uh, the mugs have a, a, something that's hot and steaming. He's serving his poop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, no, he, he beckons you over and he says, I please accept my most sincere apologies for my uh, inappropriate behavior earlier. I I was not informed of your coming and uh, acted hastily on behalf of the Lodge Warden. Uh, I can assure you that you will suffer no further ill treatment during your stay here at Asconor Lodge. Uh, Would would you like some coffee? Absolutely. That would be lovely. Excellent.
3: I have also learned that I've... I acted like an ass, and I apologize. I don't usually get that way. Usually somebody stops me before I get like that. Perhaps it was
4: just the full moon. Perhaps. Anyway, um, if it is currently convenient for you, my master does request your company at this time uh, for a brief introduction and to offer his apologies as well. Lead the way. Very good. Uh, So he leads you inside the lodge in through the Great Hall and up the stairs to the south. He stops at a door with a placard out front that says Reference Library. And he he knocks on the door three times. The door opens and reveals this circular room with uh, book-lined walls and kind of simple-looking gentleman with a long face these kind of sunken eyes uh, dirty glasses He's probably in his late 60s he he kind of has this like permanent squint the whole time uh,
3: but I want to uh, retroactively say something to Dorothy whisper in his ear okay on the coffee on the coffee can you detect poison I really 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 made him mad earlier. <laughs> uh,
4: I guess I, I did. I prepare that today. He sure did. I, I checked before I asked. Well then, okay. It's no poison. Oh good.
3: He didn't poop in it, did he? Oh, wait. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Joe Bear already asked that. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Belik goes into the room, uh, talks to this gentleman for a second, um, and then he he bows to him and uh, comes back to you and ushers you into the room and says, "Esteemed guests, may I present Estovian Lazarov, lodge warden of Askinor? After bellick introduces Estovian. Estovian thanks the porter and uh, dismisses him. And then he waits for Bellic's footsteps to kind of fade off down the hall before he starts speaking. And he, he turns to you guys and says, Please, do not hold the actions of my porter against him. The, the error in your improper greeting was entirely mine. I, I neglected to inform my staff of the open invitations that I gave to the Order. And he pauses there and does that over, over enunciated wink to you guys, <laughs> uh, and they they did not recognize the reservations. Uh, rest assured, however, that all of the lodge's facilities are at your disposal, including our libraries. While the general library is down the hall, this one, he says, and he's gesturing at the the shelves that are filled with books. Uh, this this one is is m- more likely uh, suited to your your research. And we're in the library? Which is just the, the research library. So,
3: Renly is in heaven. He loves books. He loves writing. He wants to do a perception check on the room to see if he sees anything that stands out. Can you do that? Okay. Yeah. 13.
4: Uh, just as a. A quick glance as you look around the room, you see, you know, these, you see shelves of books lining the walls, um, hundreds of reference books on topics like botany, demonology, geology, history, religion. There are cubicles here to add, you know, space for reading. There's a fireplace in the eastern wall that, that heats the room. And there's an ascending flight of stairs that curves around the southern wall. Um, that leads to a door in the ceiling. A door in the
3: ceiling, mm-hmm. like a sunroom, like a, I mean, sun, sunlight, uh, sun. What are, you, what are those called? Skylight. The skylight.
4: Uh, kind of, it, it, it kind of looks like a a trap door kind of thing in the ceiling.
3: Trapdoor
1: so, in the ceiling. Diego's curiosity is definitely peaked.
4: So you would assume that there's another room up there,
3: like an attic. Is, is like an attic. Uh, drop staircase.
4: Kind of, except the this stairwell kind of spirals along the side of the wall. Okay, so it's a very prominent staircase, but it goes up to this trapdoor.
2: Cabal is in the religion section, looking up, looking at some books about Pharasma.
4: Okay, there are all sorts of books to to look up for Asma. Essentially, in this room, you guys can whether you have ranks in a knowledge skill or not, you can still roll for it because there is enough reference in this room that you can still roll untrained.
3: But what if you have knowledges? Because I've got all the knowledges. Humble brag. (laughs) It's it's my class.
4: Uh, If you have ranks and a knowledge skill, you get a plus four bonus.
3: Sweet. And that's because all these books? Correct. But we're not actively like looking up something, right? No, because just... you're,
4: you're still in the middle of the conversation with him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yes, lots of books all around. He's, he's given you permission to use this library um, and says that this will be the library you'd want to use for your type of investigation.
3: What do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that tone. So... We're here to investigate the Whispering
4: Way, correct? Yes, that is correct.
3: And the only leads we have are the ones that I have. Uh, we're looking for a Kraken, and, right? Because that's still missing.
4: The, the Sea Sage effigy?
3: Yeah. Is that all that we're... I mean, we're just tracking them, right? We we, we don't have any other direction?
4: Yeah, you're, you're here uh, on behest of the Esoteric Order of the Palatine Eye. Right uh, to track down the Whispering Way and basically stop their their plans, whatever they are.
3: So, um, so Renly w- wants to just flat out ask him. Yeah, I was about to say we should just ask him. So, so what do you know of the Whispering Way?
4: <laughs> uh, that uh, I don't. I don't know know much. I, I know they are. uh, Death cult, um, and I, I I know that the the order is uh, against them. So I, I would say that um, there's probably information in this in this room that would help you. Oh, right here under W. I got it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you say it's yeah. it's a big old room. So any. Any leads that he could give would be fantastic.
4: He doesn't really give you anything. He just... Uh, Renly is going to roll a quick sense motive on him. Good choice.
3: 15.
4: 15, yeah. You you can't really tell... You know he's not telling you everything, but you don't know if that's because he doesn't know it or if he's hiding something. Right. He does say eventually that... Uh, I'm I'm so sorry, but I... I I I must leave you for uh, I I have a pressing engagement, but um, I would suggest uh, looking through the collection of old travelers' journals. Uh, they they may have uh more of the information you are are looking for. So
2: I'm gonna sense motive on this guy, just trying to get a feel for what he's up to. So I
4: okay. rolled a natural twenty,
2: so that's a, a twenty nine.
4: <laughs> 29 uh, you can tell he's definitely hiding information from okay. you. okay
2: but in like a bad way or just like a i shouldn't talk about it because like i could get killed or like i'm trying to hide it from you because i don't want you to know
4: he's being kind of evasive and the way he answers you so again you're not sure if he's trying to cover his own tracks or he's afraid of giving all the information okay
2: so I mean, it seems he seems like he's trying to help us find the right information. So it doesn't seem like he's trying to be like deceivious.
3: So since you know that he's not saying uh, the truth, are you going to wait till he's out of the room or confront him about it?
2: I think we should wait and let him come back, and then and then uh, let him come back, and then we can all talk about our game plan to try to get to nail him down.
4: Okay. Yeah. So before he leaves the room, he. Uh, he does say that uh, that Bellick will be waiting just outside the door and just down the hall a little bit to show you to your rooms. And that feel free to ask Bellic uh, for any anything that you might need. And he will make his way up that spiral staircase up to that trap door in the ceiling. So he lives on the roof.
2: Oh,
0: he said he had an engagement.
2: On the roof. Is there a, is there a party in the penthouse? What's going on?
1: <laughs> we need to find out where this party's at. Right.
3: Should I should I follow him? Uh, we let him go, and we start looking up whispering way facts.
4: So as you start looking through this this reference library, feel free to make those knowledge checks.
3: Which ones do we need to make?
4: Well, what are you looking for? The Whispering Way. That would be Knowledge Arcana.
0: Knowledge Arcana. Shobair wants to look into see if he has anything on the Volan, Volansag tribe. Really got a 12 on Knowledge Arcana.
3: Oh, plus 4. So, 16. Okay.
4: And then if you want to find out knowledge about the werewolves, that would be uh, Knowledge Local.
3: Dwarfy, Dwarfy got
4: 16.
3: So he got the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. and Chaubert got a 21
4: so while while looking around doing your research you you find information on the whispering way um you do know that it's an ancient organization of necromancers with ties to tarbafon or the whispering tyrant what was the highest role on the whispering way
3: 16 for me did you guys roll on that diego or cabal I can
2: For Arc- Arcana, I got 17. So,
3: Wait, 17 total or 17 your modifier? No,
2: 17 total.
3: Oh, I was hoping it was your modifier. <laughs> That's a bad modifier. Uh, I got an 11, so. 11. Nothing's better.
4: While you do, you know, find information about them, it's n- nothing that you don't already know uh, between the books that you're reading and Renly's, you know, First-hand knowledge of what they've done, and the amulet that he has from the Whispering Way, as well.
3: So, can I roll a knowledge on the octopus, or is that considered all the same?
4: The sea sage effigy, yeah. Okay, uh, that one would be Arcana as well. Same roll, or, or do I uh, do I get to do another one? You do a different one because it's you're looking up something different.
3: All right, Renly got a oh natural twenty.
4: What's the total? Twenty eight. So you find lots of references uh, to the effigy, the fact that it's a it's a murky green statuette depicting a grotesque creature writhing with tentacles, but it seems like nobody knows what this thing does. Statue of Cthulhu. Nobody knows what it does. And then Chaubert was Chaubert was looking up uh, information about the Volensag tribe. Yeah. And what was your total?
0: Uh, 22.
4: All right. So looking up the Volensag tribe, uh, you do see that the Volensags are also referred to as the primals. They are the smallest of the tribes in the Shutterwood. Um, They are also they also look the most alike from wolf to wolf, yeah, Uh, because they all descended from the ancient Kellid tribes who inhabited these lands before they were driven out by the Veresians. Currently, there are only about thirty Volensag in the wood. Uh, They they travel in small. Migratory hunting packs, but you said there was a hundred wolves. Say, were they, were they yeah. using a
2: PA system to magnify their voices?
4: Just, they could have been working with mm. other tribes.
0: Mm. Oh, maybe that's to come in the information.
5: <laughs>
4: the most interesting thing about the Volensag tribe is their ability to transform into dire wolves. Until recently, the Volensag tribe leader was uh, Kavlaka Sane. And Kavlaka was the pack lord over all of the wolves in the Shutterwood. But she was recently assassinated at the hands of Mathis Mordronocht.
3: Like, how recently?
4: Like, within the last month.
3: And Matt, is Mathis uh, a fellow of Olden Sag, or is, is
4: this what started the feud? This is what started the feud.
0: They called him the betrayer,
3: right? When they him, did talk to him? Mathis, what?
4: Mordranacht that's a name uh, and while you're you're looking through this stuff on the Volen sag tribe uh, you see cross references to other tribes and other books to to look into and in doing so you find information on the five tribes in the Shudderwood and all of their leaders looking at the the silver hides. Uh, They are also known as the Mordranacht tribe. The Silverhides are known for their gray-white fur. Uh, They are more aggressive, but they have more composure and subtlety than the other tribes do. They rarely form standard packs and live much of their lives as individuals. They are the most common and blending in with normal human society.
3: I say Renly is reading you know, up on all of this and, and he's uh, getting the information from Jobert, but it's it's hearkening back to what he just went through with Horus and that this is what people think, but is this what happened?
4: Looking more at the Silver Hides, uh, you find that they were descended from those afflicted with lycanthropy by the ancient high priest of Desna. Uh, the Mordernacht have long gathered at a place known as the Stairs of the Moon to pay homage to the spirit of their ancestor, known as the Vilcasus. And then looking at it, it looks like the the other tribes are the the Dorjenevs, also known as the Broken Ones. They have a matriarchal society, and their current tribe leader is a druid named Sabrissa Dorjenev. So is she a werewolf or just a druid? She's a werewolf.
1: She's a were druid. Uh,
4: Another tribe is known as the Giseldans. They're also known as the Demon Wolves.
2: Mm, That sounds hot.
4: They're the smallest and most recently formed pack. Like, the tiniest? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like,
3: (laughs) (laughs) knee-high?
1: Take out your ankles.
3: Their leaders are Duke and Dixie, and... (laughs)
4: They are all worshippers of the demon lord Giselda, who is the mistress of the Hungry Moon. And their current tribe leader is an anti-paladin named uh, Adamaris Ienaku.
3: Whenever you say anti-paladin, it just makes me think of Charmed and they're the dark lighters.
4: Kind of what they are. The last set of werewolves in the Shutterwood are known as the Prince's Wolves. Prince's Wolves. Mm-hmm. These werewolves have ties to the Zarni crime family. And they were created as part of Prince Andriatus Verholt's efforts to rid his lands of the agents of the Whispering Tyrant centuries ago.
1: Is there a connection between the Whispering Tyrants and the Whispering Way?
4: The Whispering Way is the cult that worships the Whispering Tyrant.
1: Oh, that makes it interesting.
4: Yeah. And the prince's wolves are currently led by a roguish scoundrel named Rakis Jadro. They had fun with these names. kind of
1: Okay, just as an aside, uh, before we leave here, um, Diego is going to look to find out what information do these people know about catfolk? Okay. Just to see what they know. Would that be history?
3: I believe that would be
1: local. And that is a
4: 27. 27? Yes. Uh, Most of the information on them is that uh, catfolk are basically a a race of explorers and nomads. They know that they're very nimble and capable, usually very active. They also are aware that uh, sometimes the catfolk's curiosity can get the best of them.
1: Oops, I'm in trouble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know too much. I'm in trouble. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so does anybody else look up anything?
0: No. So as, as Chabert's tucking the book away, he just slides a gold piece into the middle of the book that he was reading and for the werewolves and just slides it back into its little spot.
3: Huh. Why do you suppose he did that?
4: While y'all are looking around the room, give me another perception check.
5: Ooh.
1: 14. 27. Diego also got a 14.
3: Yeah, Renly got a 27 and Dorfy didn't do that
4: well. 27.
2: Yep. And Cabal got a 19.
4: So as Renly is looking around he finds a traveler's journal, and it looks like this journal is by an an unnamed worshipper of Desna. They've recorded several entries describing his his pilgrimage to an ancient abandoned temple of Desna uh, and an observatory, and the shutterwood known as the Stairs of the Moon. It includes a description of the temple, but the details of its exact location are very vague, but one thing you do notice is that these these pages are bookmarked with a folded piece of paper scribbled with a faded note that reads See Halo of Dreams on page 322 filed under Religion Upstairs.
3: Is there a second level to this library or is it like the secret room upstairs? I think it's the room upstairs. Yeah, it
0: says the secret room huh?
4: Yeah, that's the only only upstairs that you know of. Because you're already on the second floor, as it is with these and and this library.
3: I thought it was going to go turn to page 28 and there's pictures of boobs.
0: (laughs) Choose your own adventure. Mm -hmm.
1: That explains my high school experience.
3: Choosing your own adventure or seeing boobs in books? Boobs in books.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So should we
3: wander upstairs? Oof, that's a rough one because we know that there's a meeting
4: going on up there.
0: I think I know somebody who might be able to check it out.
4: (laughs) Is it you? It might be. Also, remember that, you know, he did say that Bellick was waiting outside to take you to your rooms. (laughs)
3: Let
0: him wait. (laughs) Just five more minutes. Just another moment. So what do we do? Do we want to try to sneak up there or let me sneak up there and see if I can
1: if anybody's there? Diego is all for this.
5: <laughs> sure.
2: I mean, you might you might as well see what's going on. So while he's doing that, are we going to
3: um, distract the dude, Bellatrix? Bellatrix? Lestrange? <laughs> is, that, is that his name?
0: <laughs> yeah. Somebody asked to go to the bathroom.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, Bellic is waiting outside, but he's not in the room with you.
1: So we can at least go to the door
0: and Put a glass against it. All right, so I'll go up the the stairs and and, and, uh, quietly, or yeah, try to see if I can quietly open it. And that is 34.
4: On stealth? Yep. Okay, so you quietly make your way up those stairs on the side, and you get to the little doorway. But it is locked.
0: All right. Yeah, I'm going to take out my little toolkit here.
4: And 22. two. All right. You're able to open the lock. All right.
0: So then I'll try to quietly open the door. So I'll roll for stealth again. Uh, 37.
4: 37.
2: Stealthiest door open I've ever seen. He brought some WD 40. He sprayed those hinges it's so down. hard. Yeah. Those hinges <laughs> are so greased right now. No, literally, he took the door
1: off the hinges and no one noticed. <laughs>
4: okay so he doesn't he doesn't hear the door open so i see so you open the door into this room which is uh what appears to be estovian's office and another private library it's got uh more shelves of very valuable older looking texts you do see him sitting at his desk kind of scribbling furiously but he hasn't noticed that you were watching him
3: so he's not meeting, he's writing?
4: Yeah, he's writing.
0: So I'm going to kind of mime that to them. I'm, I'm going to just like point up and be like mouth like he's there and uh, kind of give a shrug of like, what do I do? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know what you do.
0: So is the place surrounded by books? Like, there's no way I can like see automatically like, oh, there's that book there that I'm, what we're
3: looking for.
4: Yeah, no, there, there are way too many books to.
3: Yeah. To does, see. He,
4: does he at least see the
3: religion section? No. <laughs> Does he not know the Dewey Decimal System? Does not have think... it memorized. So he's going to get... Okay. Uh, sorry. So... Anybody see UHF? Yes. Yes. <laughs> when Conan the Librarian says, you do not know the Dewey <laughs> Decimal System, and he just slices that dude in half. Yeah.
0: All right. So I'm going to silently try to stealthily lower, like close the door again because I clearly... Don't know exactly. I don't, you know, I don't want to go in there and kill this guy or anything. So I'm going to stealthily close the door. Do I need to make another roll? Yes. Uh Thirty-eight. And so I'm going to come back down, and he—he's okay. not in a meeting. He seems to be working on something. He's—he's he's frantically writing. I there's there's no way out of that. There was no way out of that room, right?
4: No, there's no way out.
0: If there's there's no way out of that room, in or out. This is the only entrance or exit. I didn't want to. Cause a confrontation with with him since we we just got here. What do you,
2: what do you guys think? Should we go confront him or what? I don't know. I I am
3: going to err on the side of bedtime because yeah, I, I think it's I think it's too soon to start confronting everybody.
0: Yeah, you might be right. We just got into town. What about a distraction? If you guys could distract him, and Cabal has invisibility, right? If he could cast it either on him or me. Him, actually, it might be better on him, because he could go up and look, and he'd know better what he's looking for. I,
4: I will say this just to help you guys out. You don't have to find all the information in one day.
3: That's what I said. Okay. All right,
0: so then maybe we should get a good night's sleep.
3: That's what I said. That's what...
2: Shobear, <laughs> I love your idea of t- getting a good night's rest. I think we should do that. Totally.
3: <laughs> do you ever feel unheard? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think we're done in the library. It's been a long day. We almost died by werewolf. I think we deserve some sleep.
4: Okay, very good. So do you go out to uh meet Belleck? Yes, yes we do. Very good. Okay, so um uh, so Bellick will see you coming toward him at the the end of the hall. It's like, well, <laughs> that certainly took long enough. Um, shall I show you to your rooms? Please, yes.
3: No, we've we've had a long day. It's we need some rest.
4: Understandable, absolutely understandable. Now, um, I do hope you will forgive us, but there are five of you, and we only have two rooms available. So, two of you will be in one room, and three of you will be in another. This just got romantic, Dwarf and Cabal. No.
3: Alright, so this is where they get uh, it on. Yeah, no, this is yes. It it definitely Jobert, uh Jobert, uh, Renley and
2: Diego in one room. <laughs> okay. We're gonna come out of here with one less uh, party member. So <laughs> Please let please let it only be one bed too. Please let it be on the bed. Oh, look, one bed.
4: So this is the library that you were in on the actual second floor.
3: There you are. Okay, I see it. So
4: that that was the research library. Right. Um, Bellick was waiting for you down here by the, the stairs. Um, so he will lead you to your two rooms, one of which is this room here, and the other is this big room here.
0: Dibs on the bedroom. There's not a toilet in either of them.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have some bad news about medieval stuff.
0: I got to throw it out the window again.
3: It's under your bed. Kidding letter?
4: (laughs) 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 So he leads you to to the guest rooms and it appears that there is only seven guest rooms total, but uh, the others have been filled. So he leads you to the second room on the eastern side of the building. Where a couple of you can stay. And then up toward the northern side of the building, there's another room for you. So who's staying in what room? <laughs> I got dibs on top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: Chabert will just, he doesn't really, he's not real particular. He'll just climb into the one on the eastern side.
3: Yeah, uh, Renly will do the same.
1: I guess that leaves Diego Cabal and Dwarfy will go to the other room.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's only two beds.
1: Yes, there'll be catfighting for mm-hmm. sure.
2: <laughs> rock, paper, rock, paper, scissors,
1: rock, paper <laughs> clocks. <laughs> uh,
4: so who has the southernmost room?
3: Jaber and uh, Renly. Uh,
4: as you make your way into your room, you, you see um, Duristan making his way around the other corner, going into the room right beside you. So he's your neighbor. Good evening, touristin. Good evening, friends. I, I I see you're uh you're staying here beside me. Uh yes, 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 we are. Um
3: what do you think about what happened this evening?
4: That was the most insane and most exciting thing I think I've ever experienced.
3: Is that the most werewolves you've ever seen in a room or in a in
4: a field? Well, I I've seen one before. So yes, then yes. Yes, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm.
3: Where did Delgros go?
4: Oh, he uh he probably went back to his uh, his quarters that are on the grounds.
3: I see. So do you know
4: where that is? Yes, yes. Uh, I, I've I've been to to his his cabin a few times. Oh, he doesn't stay in the main house. No, no. This is only for for guests and. Uh, for um, for the warden,
3: right, right, okay. Well, it was it was very nice to meet you, and thank you very much for your hospitality. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to turn. Oh, in-
4: uh, understandable. Uh, did did you have you guys thought any more about that? Um, uh, the, the 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 werewolf ward that I've got the scar. Ah uh, yes, we didn't
3: look it up in the library, did we? No. Um, to be quite. F- Frank, with you, I've forgot. It's just there's so much happened tonight. Joubert, uh, do you have any information? No, please, please tell us about this again.
4: And he, he moves his collar again and shows the the scar that is on his shoulder. It's like I, I got this from a witch that made it. It essentially makes you immune to the curse of lycanthropy.
3: Right, right. Yes, 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 yes. The the gift, and he. Totally full on, does the air quotes from a witch. Yes.
4: Yes, yes, exactly. Now I've 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 seen uh this witch here in the watchtower, so uh she is here. I could definitely get her and uh get you guys this ward if you would like. No, no, I'm I'm good. Um
3: I don't need any more gifts from witches.
4: You've you've never had this gift tested though, correct? No, I have never been bitten.
3: Well, I've got a rock that keeps tigers
4: away. Really? <laughs> I'd be interested in that. <laughs> now, if you do change your mind, just let me know. Uh, I know you said that you'll be turning in for the night, but if you would like me to uh, give you the grand tour of the lodge and uh, introduce you to some of the other guests of the lodge, I'd be happy to do so. Oh, that would be wonderful, but that's that seems
3: like a, a, an activity for tomorrow. Uh, one, uh, you said the witch is here in the
4: lodge. She's a guest. Uh, she's she's a, in the watchtower. Um, there is, um, how should I say, uh, a uh, well, a brothel in the watchtower. Oh, uh, oh Wait, yeah. Is it a? Is it a? Is it a? Is it a hooker witch? Mm, she might be. I mean, she got to make her money somehow.
3: I. I wouldn't assume that it would be selling totally real charms to noblemen. But, oh, she sells her um, charms. <laughs> She's a hip a witch. <laughs> well, uh, we may have to be introduced some other time then.
4: Understood. And I can, uh, if you're interested in the brothel, I can introduce you to Madame Avenger. She's the one that, uh, she runs the brothel. Ah, uh, well, uh, thank you for that. Anytime. Anytime. So yes, if you do need me, I will be right next door. Oh, and uh, I know we got surrounded by a lot of wolves this evening, but if uh, you guys want to go on another werewolf hunt, just let me know, and I will gladly go at any time. I think more preparation
3: would be in order for another werewolf hunt.
0: I guess the last one did not go as well as any of us had expected.
4: Well, you seem to be the experts on adventuring, so I will follow your lead on that. But I am the expert on werewolves.
3: Your expertise is uh, always welcome. Again, thank you for your hospitality. Good night. Good night. So... so do you trust this witch theory? It, in my dealings uh, with witches and patrons and all of that, it's it's... Never a good thing to get a gift from a witch, but it's a worse thing to get a gift from a whore. (laughs) So the hooker witch is going to be a pain. She gave you the eye of newt. That's what they call gonorrhea.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You can keep your newt. I don't want his eye.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm skeptical that this is a real witch. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Chabert doesn't have much experience with witches, so he is—he's very interested in having this uh, this protection from lycanthropy. But he also is wary. I mean, just by nature, and your wariness is kind of making making it doubly so.
3: Well, his wariness is coming from this deal that he made with a patron. You know, he's got a level of witch, so um, he knows that their patrons are are. You know, not the best people. So, and uh, he's been deceived by his own patron. So he's uh, very wary of witches and their promises. And their eye of newt. Yes. But yeah, no, I, this, this, it also feels like a huckster, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Let me just scar you up a little bit and yeah. hey, don't test this out. And if you do, I won't hear from you again either. So <laughs>
3: yeah. Exactly. Renly is also drained from the day. He is... He's got a whole bunch of things going through his head. This is the first time since... He he, he grew up as a prince. And this is actually the very first time that he feels like he's leading something. um, Because he has the most information. And he does not like it. (laughs) Uh, He's gotten gotten the group in trouble multiple times. While leading. um, So that just... You know he's got the drawback of doubt, so that just you know amplifies his doubt. Um, he also doesn't have that voice of reason anymore that tells him to shut up, and by that I mean Zenobia. It's fair. He doesn't have that in check, and it, it's me- it's kind of messing with with his confidence.
4: How's everybody else feeling?
0: Shobair's kind of distrustful by nature, and this whole situation's kind of throwing him for a little bit of loop. He's not used to working with other people either. The one thing that keeps him kind of comfortable is everybody here
1: is kind of similar to him as being an outsider. Diego finds this adventure interesting and fun, so he's all for continuing. Cabal runs
2: into the room and goes, Dwarfy just said he wanted to see some titties at the brothel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we know the place. (laughs) Hooker Witch!
3: (laughs) Y'all don't know about the brothel.
2: He just told us. Yeah, but we heard it from the the hooker that was Walking around <laughs> apparently. Uh, oh. trying to drum up business. And Dwarvy is locked. Wild. is wilding out with the one ones right now. So
1: <laughs> Make it hail, make it hail, make it hail.
2: <laughs>
3: Are we ready to begin the next day?
4: No, let me double check one more thing real quick. All right. So you guys get some rest. You sleep through the night, uh, uneventfully. Make your way downstairs the next morning, where the smell of delicious breakfast is being prepared in the dining room, which is the southwesternmost room in the building. Uh, so you make your way in there, make your way to the table, and uh, Duriston excitedly sees you. Well, hello, my friends. Good morning to you. Good morning, tourist and how are you? Doing quite well. How about yourselves? Slept very well,
3: thank you. Um, so, we've never been here. Um, I think that tour, we, we might take you up on that after breakfast.
5: Oh, yes,
4: yes, of course. Well, um, I'll start the tour now. Um, this is a dining room.
3: Yes, well, I've eaten before, so I'm familiar. Uh, okay,
4: good, good. Uh, I never know, I never know, so... So yes, this is the dining room, and we'll have a breakfast here, and then we can start the tour after that.
0: Does Diego put his food in one of those little things where it's like he has to chase it around with his paw so he doesn't (laughs) eat it all too fast? A little Kong.
3: Maybe. (laughs) Are we on the first floor or the second floor? We're on the first
4: floor. Uh, So you find the dining room. It's a large dining room that can seat up to 24 guests, but most of the days it's set up for about 12 it's got tall picture windows set into a curved southeast wall that provides plenty of light and a view of the herb garden outside. Outside the cottage, what's for breakfast? Typical breakfast foods like eggs and bacon and.
3: It's a hotel, so are there those powdered eggs? Uh, no,
4: these are nice because it's a, it's a nice place. It's high end.
3: Oh, a free range. Yes.
4: Probably got some, like, avocado toast or something, too.
3: So, over breakfast, who's who, who are we eating with?
4: Um, there are several other guests here. You have... So, sitting across from you, you see a probably nearly six-foot-tall man with a slender build, long features, and a sharp nose, wearing uh, his hair cropped short. He's got a carefully trimmed goatee and a waxed... When you say...
3: Cropped short? You mean like Prince, Valium He Man, that that male Bob, or do you mean
4: probably more like Chili Bowl style?
2: <laughs> I, I, I like the He
1: Man Bob thing. Let's
2: go yeah. back
4: to
1: that.
2: He's <laughs> asking, ask for your the manager or like <laughs>
4: <laughs> he, like full on Dorothy Ham? Probably like would. like.
3: Um, <laughs> Uh, he said Dorothy Hamill. What's what's that movie uh, with Javier Bardem and he had the, the air gun thing? Oh, No Country for All Men. No Country for All Men. That's what I, I'm picturing.
4: Uh, he, he seems very grim and kind of sullen. He's not really eating much, but he is kind of like the physical embodiment of aristocracy. And he's got a scar across his left eyebrow. Looks like he's been in a fight or two.
3: I'm going to lean over to Duraston and, and ask, do you think he got the same ward that you got? Point looking like him at in his eye, in his scarred
4: eye. And Duraston will just say loudly, Oh who? Graydon there? Oh no no. Yeah, he, he's a he's a military man. Graydon. Silas Graydon. He's a military man. Uh, Duraston mentions that he's a he's a retired military commander um, who used to serve in in Barstoy. He's infamous for his ruthless brutality and his martial strategies. And he's pretty much loathed uh, by the citizens of Ardeal and Barstoy. Ardeal? Ardeal. Uh
3: But he served in Barstoy. They still hate him?
4: Well, there was a civil war between Ardil and Barstoy, and uh, he, after the war, he was renounced as a tr- as a tyrant. So we got a real Dick Cheney kind of guy.
0: <laughs> so I take it Arstil won the war.
4: Mm, doesn't really say who won. It just says that he. And this is all stuff that uh, Duraston is telling you that he sought amnesty after the war and Lozeri and uh, became a. Became a strong voice in politics. Did we get his rank? Um, Was he general? Admiral? He was a Margrave. Margrave? I don't even
3: know what that is.
4: He was the Margrave of Sternade. After he was uh, basically run out of his home country, he was convicted of treason and his title was revoked, but he, he still goes by the title whenever he introduces himself. Margrave Graydon? Margrave Silas Graydon. Does anybody know what a
3: Margrave is?
1: Nope. totally lost I've one. never heard of it. Me neither. Totally having to look that one up. Hold on. It's a hereditary title of Princes of the Holy Roman
3: Empire. So he's a prince. So, I'm at- so he was a like a prince general kind of thing? Yes.
1: Like a religious order kind of thing.
3: Oh, uh, you mean like on Doctor Who where they have the... the the religion is, is the the military.
4: But as y'all are sitting there talking about him, he kind of just quietly goes back to his food, kind of just picking at it piece by piece, not really eating much. And it, he he keeps looking toward the front door, like back toward the entranceway, as if he's expecting somebody.
1: Well, Diego's going to walk up to him and say, are you expecting someone?
4: Uh, yes, my... My friend was supposed to arrive here days ago, but he's yet to arrive. Who is your friend? His name is Etchmore Draven. I think I have some bad news. Do you you know where he is?
1: Well, we did run into...
4: him. Where? Tell me. Please. I've been worried out of my mind. Unfortunately,
1: your friend... Passed away.
4: He, he.
1: What? He passed away. Unfortunately, there was a maybe a werewolf attack.
4: I, I don't. Know. He was he was a well versed hunter. He he would he would know how to handle himself with a werewolf.
1: Well, I don't know what happened, but uh, we just came across his remains.
0: Suga, so is I believe you're mistaken with that. We saw him in 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 the lair of that beast, and Chaubert pulls out the invitation of Etchmore's and slides it to his fre- to to um, uh, Silas, and he says, I, "I I I am sorry, but it is true.
4: If this is his this is his invitation.
5: Uh,
4: please tell me where can his remains be found?
0: We." We slayed the beast. The we slayed we slayed the beast. We slayed this this weaver worm, and unfortunately, he he came upon her, I guess, by himself, and he was not so lucky. It is just not too far out of town. I see. And so Schobert's going to kind of relay that. sorry. Shabir's going to kind of relay the best directions that he can give to where it was.
4: I see. Uh, thank you for for this this information. Um, I if. If you'll excuse me, I, I I think I just need to, to go lie down for a while. Um, if you do uh, need anything throughout your stay, please, just, just let me know. And he exits the dining hall and makes his way upstairs.
3: Well, who's next? <laughs> 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 Who else can we make cry?
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, also sitting on the opposite side of the table, but down a little bit um Duriston points out another gentleman who is he's a young slender guy who who looks almost elf-like and he says huh, you might want to watch out for that one that's a uh, that's Corvin Turgsvor. he's a a poet Cor- Corvin Turgs Turgsval all I know is he's got a a shop wit and he's been quick to uh, sleep with married women. We'll just say that. He's definitely a bard. (laughs) (laughs) After seeing the Witcher? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Corvin can kind of hear you, you guys talking about him. It's like, Oh, have you got something to say, Duristan? Uh, Well, no, I was just telling the, uh, the group here to to keep an eye out for you and your quick wit. We'll just just leave it at that. Hmm. This group doesn't look much like uh, they belong here. Where is it you come from?
3: Oh, me? I come from all over.
4: Unemployed. Got it. Okay. Um, and what about the other four? Well,
3: actually, my, um, my vocation, if anything, would be Prince. Prince, prince of what? But, but
4: your prince of your mother.
3: Uh, uh it is a uh, tribe of Asimars.
4: As something, okay.
3: Yeah, no, Asimars—they're like uh, celestial beings. Mm, if you say so. Oh, I did say so. That came. Yeah, no, the uh, 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 celestial beings. Um, are you part elf?
4: Not that I know of. But what would it matter if I was? I was just wondering. You, 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 have, you seem very elvish to me. So you're saying I look young and beautiful?
3: Oh, not that part. That's why I said half-elf. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was very witty. Good good on you. Question
1: is, does he have the young part or the beauty part? I don't know. Oh, you brought
4: a house cat with you, too. How lovely. The claws are fun. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I've got a ball of yarn for you to play with somewhere.
3: Did you get it from one of your married... Uh, Mistresses, perhaps I did.
1: Perhaps you should give it back. She might need it. Knit you something nice. Oh, they're that
2: old. Hmm.
4: And who let a demon in here?
2: I don't know what to say to this guy. Just stare. I just stare at him because my charisma is terrible. So I just, I just stare him down.
4: <laughs> just like I thought. No wit whatsoever. He's a guest,
3: though, just like everyone at this table. How are you invited again? Uh, do you, is, Does your mother work in the brothel? <sighs> no. Um,
1: so not a hooker witch.
4: <laughs> Look, I just so happened to be placed here permanently by my father. Ah, so you're stuck here. Grounded? <laughs> <laughs> he just thought that he, he was jealous that I could bed the... Uh, the wives of all the married people in town, and he couldn't. Oh, was he trying to?
3: Because I guess, I mean, if you inherited that trait from him,
4: look, all I know is I I found this this wealthy woman at one of my father's parties, and I just happened to take her up to my father's bedroom, and uh, you know, I slept with her there, and then he happened to he happened to walk in and blah, blah, blah. You exiled me here. So you, so, Josie Grossy, you
3: bedded a woman in your father's bed?
0: Chabert elbows Cabal. He's like, he is probably his father's wife.
2: That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, that's your mama. (laughs) (laughs) Ew.
3: Oh, they don't have Oedipus on this plane, do they? So uh, so you what is your role here? Are you part of the help do you, do you um,
4: um, no i I am not part of the help. you're just banned
3: from leaving the grounds by your let's father? just say
4: I'm a more permanent guest.
3: That's what I just said you're not allowed to leave the I could leave whenever Nettison I want to you no know. then do it no bye <laughs> bye but they have absinthe here. Anyway, Billy Madison, who's next? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Back to school. <laughs> Pin in your pants is cool.
4: Consider me Miles <laughs> Davis. Um so Duristan uh, will point over to the the last couple of guests here at the the breakfast table It says that woman over there, she's the uh she's the Marquisa. Marquisa Welgory, she's uh, married to a, well, an older gentleman, and uh, apparently he came down with a bad case of gout, so she is here uh, unsupervised this weekend. Is
3: he sitting, is she sitting next to Corfin?
4: Uh, she's sitting more toward like the head of the table, so a little ways down from her, uh, from you guys.
3: Should we introduce them?
4: Well, we don't know if she deserves I don't know, that this yet. guy's
1: been an asshole.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> she does, though, have a younger, military-looking gentleman. Oh, so she's not unescorted. Sitting by her side. A very handsome, young huntsman uh, that Duristan mentions is named Ostavok. Ast-
3: you got to spell that.
4: O-S-T-O-V-A-C-H.
3: We should
0: all start guessing on the
3: spellings of these.
4: <laughs> these are some fun names, I'll tell you that. Yes, and if you ask me, I think those two just came here to have some time alone together.
3: It would it would seem that that is true for a lot of the guests. At least the one Corvin, Wellgree. there's a whorehouse over there.
4: Oh yes, yes indeed. Shall we finish up breakfast and I'll show you to the watchtower?
3: Is that everybody at the That's table? That's everybody at the table. So 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 we've we've met everyone at breakfast. We've met
4: everyone at breakfast.
3: I'm gonna ask Durston. So Durston. Yes. Can you show us the rest of of this place? It 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 uh, it seems quite expensive.
4: Oh absolutely. Uh, would you want the interior tour or the exterior tour first?
3: I would love the exterior tour. Um, do you think Esteban can um, join us? Estovian. Um, Estovian. I why not call him Esteban just because it's
4: Spanish? I don't know. Um, I could always ask him. Uh, if you find Belic running around here somewhere, he'd be able to get him for you. Uh, I'm sure Estovian would be happy to uh, arrange for anything. I mean, not that you can't give us a
3: wonderful tour. I'm sure that you've been here a lot, but. He, he he's he's the inn you know what was it innkeeper uh, he's the lodge warden uh-huh. he's the lodge warden so yes but he
4: he is quite busy so even if he was able to get away he would probably send his porter to to help you with your tour
3: that's fair well we don't need to bother the porter
4: no and
5: it
4: and uh astovian does spend quite a bit of time up in that uh Special library of his, which, by the way, um, almost everything in the the lodge is uh, free range for everybody. But for that one, you do need special requests to get inside.
3: Oh, so we can go anywhere except there.
4: Anywhere there for, at any time you want. But uh, his private library, uh, he does allow people in, but he just he wants to escort people in there himself.
2: Fair enough, that's his private quarters. Precisely. Cabal looks at Jobert and rolls his eyes and give him a little nudge, like, mm-hmm. Mm. Joubert's like.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> ah, so you said you wanted to see the outside. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it's time we got stretched our legs. It'd be great.
3: Very good, very good. So is this where we split the party? Uh, does Cabal and Jobert have a headache? Or do we all take the tour? I
2: think that, that we should go through legal channels first and then crime. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe scope it out first, yeah, and see what if there's anything that we need additional information on. Okay. So the tour it is then?
4: Yeah, I think so. Tour de France?
2: Got it.
1: No, tour de grounds.
4: Ah, tour de grounds. Okay. So he starts leading you toward the front door. Uh, and you make it onto this stone patio, and he says, "Well, you've got this this little courtyard here with this this lovely fountain here in the middle, and you also have the hedge mage, hedge maze. I always want to say hedge mage for some reason, but hedge maze. Is there, is there a wizard in that bush? See, that might be that might be why I'm always trying to say hedge mage instead of hedge maze. Ah, uh, the hedge witches." It might, it might be easier if they made it out of corn than I would know how to say hedge maze. <laughs> corn, I get it.
5: <laughs> hedge maze. He-
4: Hedges. Made of maze. So it's a hedge maze. <laughs> Are you coming with
0: me on this journey?
4: <laughs> it, it's funny if I explain it. <laughs> Most jokes are, yeah. <laughs> this may take a while.
3: So we go into the the hedge maze and find the hedge mage, wait, the, the head mage or the hedge
4: mage? Hedge mage. The
1: hedge
3: mage. The head mage hedge mage.
4: Say that 5 times fast. I couldn't say it slow time <laughs> once. Wait, that didn't even make sense. One time slow. There you go. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so he continues on with the tour and he leads you well shall we go, uh, north or south? Or straight ahead? Uh, let's just press forward. Straight ahead. Straight ahead it is. Um, so you get to this little fork in the pathway where you've got a little a lodge here on one side and it looks like the stables on the other side. Ah, uh, over here to the left, that is the, the stables. Um, there you can find uh, where the horses would be. Obviously, uh, the stable master's name there is Kien Staymore, and uh, she lives in a, a loft above the stables.
1: It's interesting.
2: Kien Staymore. Who's going to Staymore? Yes, dude. If her, her, if her place is above the stables, that's got to smell disgusting. Ew, she nails
0: She related to John Staymore from the uh, Full House.
4: (laughs) It's a it's a close relation because she stay more and he stay most.
3: Uh, (laughs) Ah, who just (laughs) stay?
4: Stay less. My dogs. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, she points out. He points that out to the left, over to the right. Now over. Over here to the right. Now, this is my buddy Delgros's... Uh, this is his cottage. Um, shall we go drop in and say hi to him? Sure, let's say hi. Hello. Perfect. And he goes over and knocks on the door. Uh, Delgros answers, I see you brought your friends. Well, come on in.
1: Good morning, my dear fellow. How are you doing?
4: Doing all right. How about you? Great. Good. Uh, can I offer you some uh, coffee or tea? Tea
1: would be perfect.
4: Tea.
3: I'm fine, thank you.
4: Great. Okay. I'll get some tea going. What can I do for you gentlemen?
3: We're taking a tour of the grounds.
4: Interesting. See, mo- most people here don't tend to make their way over to uh, the cottage. So it-, it is nice to get some some company.
3: Well, none of us are marquises or Marquesas or Margraves. We're, we're just simple folk.
4: Sometimes that's better, I do believe. Who needs all those M-named titles? Not me. Ah, so, uh, if you're doing a tour of the grounds, I suppose I should, uh, properly introduce myself. Uh, you do know that I am Delgross. Uh, I'm the, the Huntsmaster here at the Cottage. I uh, take care of of the the beasts that we keep here, that we release for hunts.
3: Wait, so you release beasts for hunts?
4: Yes, this is a hunting lodge.
3: Well, I assumed that a hunting lodge meant that you gathered and then went hunting, and whatever nature provided, you harvested. I didn't know that you were. Stacking the deck.
4: Oh no, we have—we do have things that we do release uh, that we can hunt. Various people come here to the lodge of various uh, levels of wealth, and sometimes they want us to, to hunt certain things that may not naturally live here in the woods. I see. Have the
0: werewolves impacted
4: your hunting? They. I will say that currently that the werewolves are a bit more, uh, active than they have been. But, uh, to my knowledge, none of them have ever attacked the lodge itself.
0: What do you think has them so riled up lately?
4: That I could not tell you. I know a bit about the wolves, but I don't know, no- I really don't know much about their, uh, hierarchy, I guess. Duraston here seems to know quite a bit about it, but, uh, I, I don't.
3: Well, he is the expert. Expert at leading us into traps. Is he with us? Because that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You're right. <laughs> Just a little.
4: He is definitely there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, th- the the types of things that we tend to release to hunt, uh, I believe our current collection includes. Uh, we, we've got a we've got a grizzly bear down there. We've got a a juvenile dire boar. Got a, a dire wolverine. I got a an elderly and quite arthritic dire wolf, and uh, a giant tarantula. Four large wolves and a lobotomized edicap with its web glands removed. That's
3: that's the saddest menagerie I've ever heard. I guess you don't want to make it
1: too difficult.
4: I feel like most of these people that come here to hunt aren't necessarily well-versed in the art of hunting?
3: No, I don't... I don't suppose they are. But they have to make that kill, I guess.
4: It's what makes them happy.
3: Yes, and their happiness...
4: Keeps them coming back here... Is the
3: bottom... And keeps me implored. Yes, Yes, no, I was going to say, is the bottom line... Well, uh... Renly is... sickened by that. He just does not... He's not, like, anti-hunting, but he is... That 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 just seems gross.
0: Shabert's the same way. He's he didn't have anything against hunting either, but he is not loving the handicapping
3: of the animals essentially. This is a spider, we broke its kneecaps.
4: Oh no, the, the giant tarantula is completely intact. <laughs> the edicap is the one that we did. Yes, well. Alter. I don't
3: Well, I mean, none of this was out loud. <laughs> He knows he knows enough not to, to criticize unless he's being criticized, you know what I mean? Does he?
0: Or unless there's a hundred wolves around us. Yeah. Yes,
3: yes. Unless he's trying to be a big man. Right now he's on reconnaissance mode. Ah. So do you ever go hunting yourself?
4: Not these creatures, but real hunting? Oh yes. I, uh, I do enjoy enjoy hunting quite a bit. And I've gone on quite a few of of Duriston's Werewolf hunts, where we rarely find any werewolves themselves.
3: We stumbled
4: upon some werewolves
3: last night. Is it... Wait, so... I'm going to lean in. The, I'm going to lean there in an... and whisper. Are you trying to keep him away from the werewolves? Or do you really not know of the forest that is infested with him?
4: Oh, no, I... I know that the wolves are around. I'm just... I don't think that we need to waste our time hunting werewolves when they can easily find us. I don't disagree. I do enjoy a good hunt, but a werewolf is a far better hunter than I could ever be. I'm going to lean back out and say, so what do you you normally hunt for? Ah, uh, I like hunting for stags or for for bears, boars. A lot of the meat that we provide here at the cabin, I, I do find myself.
3: Oh, impressive. Um, I'm going to look around. Do I see any trophies?
4: No, he, he doesn't really display a lot of trophies around here. Okay. By the way, has Doriston tried to convince you to go out on more werewolf hunts?
3: He, I don't know why, how many times I've said this. He's standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> Did did you forget? No,
4: I knew. Oh, so you okay. He, they have this kind of banter back and forth anyway. Fair enough.
3: Not since last night, but I'm sure that the request is pending. I
4: see. Um and he, he goes back in into a cabinet for a second and pulls out two vials and says, "Hey, take these just in case he uh convinces you to go on one of these hunts, and you say you've seen werewolves now yourselves, so nah. Uh, here, take these two vials of silver sheen. You, you wouldn't join us on a hunt? Maybe. Maybe not. I'll have to decide. Depends on what my work looks like for the day.
3: What would per- what would per- what would keep you away? <laughs> I couldn't say I can't say it now. Perclude. Thank you. <laughs> Perclude.
4: Well, it just depends on what, what work I have to do for the rest of the evening, taking care of the the other animals, if there are any other hunts that are planned. I see. Do
3: you know any of the werewolf tribes that, that inhabit the world? Oh
4: yes, I, I know of all five of the tribes. But you've never seen them. Oh, I've except for them. I've seen them. I've just never dealt with them as far as attacking. Oh. I know to keep my distance.
3: Well, I mean. yes smart man do uh do you know any of them personally do you know their human counterparts
4: no that i do not know does anyone have
3: any actual packs or dealings with them
4: uh nobody here at the lodge uh would really have any dealings with them estovian might have made some sort of deal with them uh considering that they don't come close to the lodge but uh, other than that, I don't know.
3: Is there a village or city or town nearby?
4: The The nearest location would be outside the Shutterwood.
3: How far is that?
4: Several miles.
3: Okay, so it's not 10 miles down no, the it's road. Like it's more like 30, 40 30 miles 40 away. away. I was just saying if there was a town that we could uh, interrogate the townsfolk and, and see how they deal with werewolves. So, okay, so the Huntsman doesn't have a relationship that we know of of wolves.
4: With the wolves. Correct.
3: I just thought it was weird that when he left, they all showed up.
4: He just thought it was a a wild goose chase. Didn't think there would actually be wolves that would show up that night. I
0: got you. And he kind of scooted past him without a a
3: Mm -hmm. scratch. The surrounding wolves? Yeah, he got through the perimeter.
4: He made it out before anyone was setting up the camps and setting up watches and traps and stuff like that along the outside. So do we
3: take our tea and leave or what? Yeah, I think so. What about you guys? I don't think he
1: has much information for us here. Yeah. I don't think he's going to give us much.
3: Okay. So thank you for your time. Um, but I think we need, we're going to continue our tour of, of your, of your lovely grounds.
4: Absolutely. Uh, feel free to come back at any time. So where do we go next? Okay. Uh, Next up, you go back outside, and uh, Duriston says, "Want to see the watchtower?"
3: <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can meet that witch that gave you your ward.
4: Yes, yes, she would be there.
0: I am most curious to hear about this.
4: Excellent. So he leads you north of the uh, Huntsmaster's cottage and leads you to a watchtower that is separate from the grounds here. This watchtower has four floors. It's got an unfinished ground floor that is kind of like a storeroom and workshop, but the upper floors have been leased by Madame Avanja.
3: If they hear that bell, do they have to get there double quick?
4: Yes. Duristan takes you upstairs, and you find rooms that are lavishly decorated with plush couches, feather beds, and silk sheets, velvet curtains. There's liquor and other exotic accoutrements that would benefit, be found in a high-class brothel. There is only one very beautiful young woman who is currently there. And she walks up and says, Oh Hello, have you come for relaxation? Uh, we're just we're getting a
3: tour of the grounds. It's it's a very lovely tower you have.
4: I thank you. I, I just work here. I I Madame Avanja is the one who has arranged this whole place for us.
3: Madame Avanja. And you are I, I am Niyama. Niyama? That's such a pretty name. Thank you. So where are you from, madam?
4: Oh I'm am, I'm am from Cortard. So how long have you been at the lodge? Uh, I have worked here for uh, several years. I can't recall how f- how long it has has been. Do um
3: how many how many young ladies work with you?
4: There are quite a few. Uh, some work here for long times, and some here but just come and go as they please. So Nyama, I hear that there is a witch
3: that works here.
4: <laughs> oh, you mean? my special services oh you you are the witch oh I've, I've learned a few things from Madame Avenger oh, so Madame Avenger's the witch uh, she's are you her ma- princess? Madame is not her
3: a witch per se she's more of a um, spiritualist ah can I tell you a secret
4: sure I'm part witch Ooh, telling secrets at 250 gold pieces, please. What? Keeping secrets First is of one of all, my services that I offer.
3: Oh, I don't care who you tell. I was just trying to make conversation. Watch. Hey everybody, I'm a witch. See, I don't I don't care. Where are it's you like... a hooker witch?
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is that's TBD. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got their price, so now, do we know who gave him the scar?
4: The one that gave him the scar is not currently here, but it sounds like Niyama would be able to do the same service
1: as Diego and Diego was a like, so this charm or scar that you give for preventing werewolf attacks does that actually work?
4: Do you want it to <laughs>
1: I will. Well, if it works, yes. Is
3: is that the? Is that the? What's your name? What do you want it to be? Response. (laughs) Do
5: you you want it to? (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to do sense motive on her to see if she's being honest about that.
4: Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. Even with that low of a roll, you can tell it's total bullshit.
1: <laughs> Good. That's what I thought. <laughs>
3: so, so what? What? What's your patron?
0: Wait. So, what does Diego say upon knowing or
3: figuring out that it's not a? Does does yeah? Does she blow? Does he blow her cover? Or yeah?
1: Did you keep a oh, secret? Or... Diego would never blow her cover, but he will let everyone know slyly that this this stuff is bullshit.
4: All right.
3: So he makes the jack off motion
4: about the time that. Uh... You're figuring out that it's you know total bullshit that the whole scar thing is not real, and you pretty much assume that Durustan Scar is not really a ward, just some lady scarred him. Madam, or who you assume would be Madam Avanja, makes her way into the room, and she's she's very beautiful. She looks a lot like you would imagine, like a gypsy. She makes her way into the room. <laughs> "Did you really just make a cat call?"
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the cat making the cat call. Now, Nyama, I don't think we need to be pestering our guests if they're not here for our special services.
3: Oh, Noah said we're not here for your special services.
4: You seem different than most of the others. I think I have foreseen your coming.
3: Was it from <laughs> the services? <laughs>
4: I knew y'all were going to go there as soon as I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why'd you say it? (laughs) Perhaps, instead of the usual services, I can interest you in a reading. And she holds up a deck of hero cards that look just like the ones that you usually get from Phrasma. This could be fun. Are you really a witch? I am not a witch. I am what you might call connected to the spirit realm
3: so a witch? do you have a patron?
4: no so shall we Shall we go for the choosing
3: the choosing? I thought you were giving us a reading it's a type of reading I always welcome
4: being read very good right this way she leads you to a, a small table but there are five chairs uh, sitting on one side and one chair on the other as if it was perfectly set out for you and she sits down she takes the harrow deck out and she pulls nine cards out of a specific suit and then spreads them across the table each of you should choose one so i need each of you to roll a d8 yay
2: okay
4: and what are those numbers Diego gets a 4 4 for Diego
2: Cabal rolled a 5
4: Cabal gets a 5 Renly rolled an 8 and Dwarfy rolled a 3 8 for Renly, 3 for Dwarfy Chabert got a nat 20 <laughs> no, I'm On a D
0: well, eight? Sorry, eight, The wrong guy, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah just kidding, 7
4: 7 Alright So no duplicate numbers And we will find out what those cards do Next week
2: Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh, Shh, man. He's been
1: Hooker witch. Hooker witch. Hooker witch is hooker witch. Hooker witch?